1: Hey friends, and welcome back to the Healthy Her Podcast. Today I have a special guest. His name is Don Johnson. Very cool name. And uh, I have worked with Don for several years. He is a supplement expert, and he works from a works for a phenomenal supplement company called Orthomolecular. And over the years, has done an amazing job of educating myself, uh, the other practitioners in our practice, and even our staff about supplements and when to use them, when not to use them, uh, how it can help. Uh, And so today we're going to talk about a Really important question that I see in journal articles I read, I see it on the news, I argue about it with some of my friends. And that question is, is should you even take supplements? And if so, where you should get them? So welcome, Dawn.
2: Thank you for having me. Glad to be here.
1: Yeah, so before we get started, uh, why don't we just give a little bit about your background and, and what you do for a living and, and why should we trust you about answering these sure, questions sure. for us. So I've
2: worked with uh, medical doctors over 20 years, uh, over the last six or seven years specifically in nutrition. And I, as you mentioned, I work for a company called Orthomolecular Products. We we lead the industry when it comes to training. Uh, when I uh, finished my initial training, I think I learned more in the first week than I did in all, all of my college. Um, so we very, we're we always training, retraining. Um, staying up to date on the latest science, nutrition, etc. And so we uh, we do a really good job, and we enjoy working with practitioners like yourself who appreciate supplements.
1: Yeah, I really do. And uh, mm-hmm. a lot of patients come to our practice because they want a more quote natural approach. They want to do everything they can to stay off prescription medications. And uh, but sometimes I'll you know even just last week I read an article. I think it was from the AMA and it said that most people don't need to take supplements and you need to just eat a healthy diet and exercise. What do you think about that? That's
2: all all well and fine until you check someone's vitamin D levels and they're below range, right? So yeah. how does that work without taking a supplement?
1: Yeah. Not to get off topic here, but I'm going to get off topic here is, you know, even just with COVID this year it I've read everywhere, and even in mainstream medicine of my mainstream colleagues, not my functional medicine colleagues or integrative colleagues, because I operate in both worlds, as you know. Right. Um. You know, and still do traditional gynecology, but even traditional physicians who are taking care of COVID people, internal medicine, family medicine physicians have recognized the benefit of vitamin D in preventing COVID and people do better when they get COVID with a vitamin D level that's optimal. But it amazes me that that message hasn't gotten to patients yet.
2: It it hasn't to some, but then we're seeing other places where it has. I think if we've learned anything in the last 18 months is that patients want options. Yes. And you're probably seeing that more people asking, well, what's my option for this? I don't want to get a statin. Is there a natural option, which you have here? Um, so yeah, I think the word's getting more and more out and I, we've seen an influx of interest from more of the mainstream medicine doctors are now calling us and saying, I'd like to learn just a little bit more. I've been reading about this or that. So from an industry standpoint, that's really exciting because I'm with you. Traditional medicine is very important, but gosh, we have a lot on the table that we can offer from a natural standpoint that we can maybe reduce some of those usages and bring in something a maybe a little less, uh. Uh, Well, maybe better tolerated, I should say.
1: But you're right. Almost everybody I check, because we check everybody's vitamin D, whether you're coming here for a integrative therapy of us managing your diabetes, cholesterol, or hormone management, or even if you're just coming here for your yearly pap smear, we check a vitamin D level on everybody. And unless you're supplementing, your vitamin D level is not optimal.
2: Or in, in some cases, we get underdosed. My personal story, I was in my early 20s. I went to the doctor. My vitamin D level was a 14.
1: Oh, yeah, that's really low.
2: And I was raised in South Louisiana, and I was always in the sun, right? So it's more than just being in the sun. So my doctor wrote 400 IU a day. My vitamin D never went up.
1: Okay, got to put a zero on the end of that. Yeah,
2: and so I was like, well, why am I taking this? I didn't know better back then, so I stopped taking it. And then when I got with Worth My Products and learned more about it, I dosed accordingly with under under the supervision of a, uh, a practitioner and lo and behold, my vitamin D levels increase. So quality matters, especially in the world of supplements. You do get what you pay for.
1: So you bring up another point is a lot of patients come in and say, you know, I want all my vitamins checked <laughs> or my levels checked. And and unfortunately, it's not that simple. There's some things that a traditional lab, like, you know, you go to your doctor and they order a, order some blood work and you can go to you know your regular lab company uh here in cincinnati ohio some common ones are our lab core quest path group um there's another one in dayton um it's, it's escaping me right now um uh but th- those places typically they you know if you have insurance commercial insurance or regular or government insurance they'll bill your insurance and you you no, know, we can check your vitamin D level. We can check your ferritin, which is your iron storage hormone. We can check your vitamin uh, B12 level, but there's so many other, um, vitamins and minerals that traditional labs, labs can't test. So, right, yeah. So then sometimes there's a, there's functional lab testing that can look at all of your markers, like hair analysis or urinalysis or, um, your red blood cell levels of these um, vitamins and nutrients. But the downside is is those tests are not covered by insurance and can be a couple hundred dollars to, to get those tested.
2: Right. And then, again, you're going back to you get what you pay for. I uh, was speaking with someone recently, and they said, well, sometimes when I go to Dr. ABC, I've got to pay cash, and it's not covered by insurance. Well, why is that? So well, if you go to your primary care doctor, they spend 10 minutes with you. Sort of functional medicine doctor, they spend an hour with you, and they're asking you about your history and your family and uh, things of that nature. And so, you know, in, in lab testing, there's always options, and that's what we find out.
1: Yeah, but what I found is even people that are doing everything right, quote and quote, if you will, of you know, their plate looks like a rainbow. They exercise. They're not taking prescription drugs that can lead to nutrient deficiencies. Even those patients still have nutritional deficiencies. So, that alone, and, and I see that every day. I would say that you know that reason alone is a reason why most people need to supplement.
2: Correct, and you'll hear also. I uh, eat fruits and vegetables. And I and like I said, I eat, eat the rainbow. Find a find a senior person in your family, maybe above the age of eighty, and ask them what broccoli tasted like when they were a kid to what they taste like today. And a lot of times I'll tell you, oh, the broccoli tasted way different. Well, the quality of the soil 80 years ago was way different. And we now live in a society where farming is a huge industry and the farmers we know are not letting the grounds and the field rest, like the, the earth needs to rest, like we need to rest. And so the soil's abused and it's depleted. So if we're not getting our nutrients from the soil, yes, eat vegetables but sometimes that's why we see these deficiencies and sometimes there's genetic deficiencies. So I'm glad that you check those and it's why it's important. It's why patients should look at that.
1: Yeah. So if we agree that people should use supplements, where should people get supplements? Because you go to uh, any grocery store, drugs. I mean, supplements are everywhere. It's a it's a huge industry, and and people ask me all the time. Well, what about this brand? What about this brand? Um, and most of the time, I have to say, I don't know because the the brands that I've researched are are ones that are pharmaceutical grade or medical grade, and and we spend a lot of time, you and I. Um, uh, looking at the ingredients, looking at the, the dose of the ingredients, looking at the price of the, the product. And before, as you know, uh, you know, we spend a lot of time deciding that before we put it on our shelves in our office. So, so if you're listening to this and you don't live, uh, near us to come here and, and get something off our shelves that, um, me and my staff have researched. How does somebody choose a good supplement?
2: So here's my disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Our conversation today is not to say there isn't other good supplement companies oh, and that you can't walk into Whole Foods and get a good quality supplement. I would imagine they have some good stuff. Yeah. The challenge is I don't know which ones though are. those companies are. Uh, and from a stance of orthomolecular products, what makes us very unique with even within our industry is that we guarantee label claim on every product at expiration date.
1: Yeah, so what does that mean exactly?
2: So if you, if you pick up, if, if you have a bottle of supplements there you and, you, and you listen to the show now, flip up and, and look at the back of that bottle and it's gonna list everything that's in that supplement and it will give you a dose. So for example, fish oil, we have 820 milligrams of EPA and DHA. We guarantee, that there is going to be 820 milligrams of EPA and DHA active at expiration date. So in the world of supplements, a lot of companies will tell you what's in the capsule or a cheaper form in a tablet when they manufacture it, where a company like Ortho Molecular Products says, that's all fine and dandy, but what happens in the world of probiotics when you're dealing with living organisms? So there was a, a study done, about 50% of retail probiotics are dead They're not living. We guarantee our our product orthobiotic that you carry has 23 billion CFUs, and CFU stands for colony-forming units, that are present and active at expiration date up to 12 months after. And so when you're looking for a supplement, one, you want to look at a company that guarantees its label claim and call them and ask them. And maybe they'll tell you and maybe they won't, uh, but ask them, do you guarantee label claim at expiration date? That's a really good indicator of quality. And then the other thing is you want to look at is how much you're putting in that capsule and then where you're sourcing it from. There's only, you've heard me say this multiple times, there's only two things that you can change to affect the cost of a supplement. Where are you sourcing your raw materials? Is that company just putting a label from a company that manufactures out of China that has maybe very inferior quality Um, and then they're underdosing it? You can get probiotics for five bucks a bottle up the street, 500 million CFUs of a single strain, or you could spend about a dollar a day, which is a rule of thumb for a good probiotic like ours. That's multi-strain that has 23 billion versus 500 million. See the difference plus uh, other factors like refrigeration, non-refrigeration.
1: So when you mention expiration date, and if a company doesn't do what you do of guarantee that it has what it says it has in it until the expiration date, and they're just saying it has this in it on the day it was made, how long are how long are supplements usually made before the expiration date?
2: That's gonna be hard to say because it, it's gonna depend upon the company and what they're manufacturing. When it becomes really important is when you're looking for certain dosing uh, with a patient and you want X milligrams of certain supplement for this patient you know for so many months you want as a doctor to have confidence that hey i'm hitting that dosing when i give that you lose that freedom confidence when you just say hey go out and pick this up at the store and that's why the doctors that we work with they understand that because they want confidence knowing that hey i'm hitting the dose because we're a very science-based company. Things are based upon research. We just don't pull things out of a hat and say, schwala, here's a here's a supplement. We're very science-based. So that's why it's so important.
1: Yeah. So 10-plus years ago, when I knew nothing about supplements and was just practicing traditional medicine, I probably did what most people did, and I picked my supplements based on price. I would go to uh, these membership um Wholesale stores where you buy in bulk, and you know, I remember I would get this giant jar of fish oil, and I don't know, it was thirty dollars, and and I bought my supplements on price. Now I will tell you that fish oil, I remember like burping back fish, which is you know pretty disgusting, but uh, but that's how I bought buy bought supplements, and that's how a lot of people buy most products. As you look at it, of you know, Well, this one's less expensive. They both say they have whatever, 500 milligrams of something. So they seem fine, and this one's $10 less, so I'll get this one.
2: So let's talk about the burping first because that's a fun conversation that we've had a lot. <laughs> so I always ask this question to clients and doctors and practitioners. How long do you think it takes on average in its range for retail companies that you're buying in the stores? How long does it take to make that fish oil? Meaning... The fish is caught in the ocean, that's step one, and the last step is squeezing the oil into the capsule, into the bottle. I've had one person in six years get this answer correct. So if you're listening to this podcast, pick a number, write it down. How long do you think it takes for that retail brand?
1: Oh, three months?
2: Three months. So that, that sounds like a long time. Like, wow. It's actually between 18 to 36 months. So when I ask the question, "Why do people burp fish oil?" one of the big reasons is it's it's already rancid, and that's why it smells and it stinks. People like dead fish. Yeah. So, Orthomolecular, we our process is two to four months. That sounds long, but it's really short in comparison to eighteen to thirty-six. I didn't know that. I was just a random guess. Two to four months, and uh, that's why people don't burp by fish oil. Does it smell? It doesn't stink. Um, it's fresh. So yeah,
1: your fish oil you can actually chew it that's correct. And when I remember, I I think it may have been you or your counterpart said, go ahead and just chew it. I'm like, are you nuts? Mm
2: -hmm. People can tell you their fish oil is fresh. You're going to taste freshness. So again, if you're at home, I'm not trying to freak you out, but open up your cabinet, get your fish oil out and bite into it. And if that scares you, then maybe you should maybe consider looking at other brands and do a taste test. Um, people can tell you fresh, but you'll taste freshness. And so I very often will have doctors bite into that capsule and they look at me. I'm like, no, I just want you to bite into it. And then we'll taste test it compared to the fish oil that they carry or if they've been using from the store. And they're always blown away that, oh, wow, you're right. This doesn't taste bad at all. Yes, it's fish oil, but it doesn't have that fishy taste to it. So what
1: do you think about price? Sometimes you know, when people ask me like, well, where should I get them? And you know, some people don't want to buy from their physician's office. Um, And I'll say, look, you don't have to get them here. These are the ones we have here and we've researched them. Um, And we we put them on our online store as well. But, you know, if you don't want to buy them here, like, you know, I can't research every brand out there. There's millions of brands, but, but typically you do get what you pay for. So, um, you know,
2: I like to tell this story. So I was raised in South Louisiana, very hot, very humid. We had a large family. I had four siblings. So this is a family of seven. And we literally drove a 1970 Gremlin. My parents bought it for $100. We were happy to have a car back then. Uh, we were raised, you know, very poor, didn't have a lot, but we were grateful for what we had. You can buy the $100 Gremlin. Sometimes that's all you can afford. I get it. I've been there. Um, but my friend's family, they would have like this nice GMC van, air conditioner, several rows of chairs would have been nice to have. My seat was in the hatchback. Uh, I, I use that story because I understand when it comes to costs, sometimes you just can't afford it. Um, in my opinion, you're better off taking what is perceived as more expensive less often than taking something that's far inferior often. Uh, and example probiotic. You get a single strain 500 million versus a 20, 30 billion strain. You take that twice a week, much better efficacy standpoint than just taking an inferior. So, there's always options. There's always ways to figure out how to afford health. And, you know, health has become a priority for some people in the last 18 months and they have looking at ways to be healthy, um, not going to Starbucks as often, cutting out fast food, eating out, eating at home more often. There's always a way. And if there's anything that's important these days is health and wellness and taking care of yourselves. But I think if COVID's really reminded America and the world how important health is, and then hey, there's still no guarantees, right? We all have an expiration date.
1: Yeah, I mean, in the short run, being healthy it can cost a, a little bit more money than being unhealthy. Um, you know, going to you know, I love the grocery store Whole Foods. Um, I think it, around here people have joked that it's been called Whole Paycheck. Um,
2: <laughs> right, right.
1: Uh, but it's more expensive. Or you know, if you go to a restaurant and maybe they have organic or farm to table, it's going to be a lot more expensive for your lunch than if you go to the ninety nine cent value meals at at certain fast food places where you can you know get a lunch for two or three dollars so
2: absolutely and, and when going to the grocery store sometimes i'll give talks on healthy eating and detoxing and one thing i always always say is and i live in the real world too i can't go to whole foods and buy everything organic everything top grade who can afford that right but there are certain things that you that you should really focus on um, fruits and vegetables wise it can get really expensive but just google the dirty dozen um, they're the 12 most toxic um, fruits and vegetables from a standpoint of the sprays they, and pesticides they're spraying on these fruits. So you can pick and choose. I'm also uh, very big on getting organic free-range eggs because the omega-3 ratio on those versus your traditional are way, way um, much more in range of where they should be. And they're not that much more costly than your cheaper eggs and a greater impact. So there's always, again, ways to maximize your dollars when you're looking at making the health choices um, when you're out and doing grocery shopping.
1: Do you know this one study? It's been a while since I read it, but I think it was actually a consumer report study where they went into some big brand stores and, um, and took, I think it was like 30 supplements off the shelf and examined what was in them. And I remember one of the supplements on the counter had digoxin in it. Uh, Another supplement had a seizure medication in it. And a very low percentage actually had what it said it had in it.
2: I believe you're referencing, as around seven years ago, the state of New Jersey audited three very popular stores. I won't mention them because I don't want to, you know, I'm not being personal here, but they're very well-known stores. And they went in and bought around 22 supplements. I believe it was, and about 80 to 85% of those did not hit label claim, which is scary. When you think about eight out of 10 things people are buying from these stores were at label claim. And again, that's why it's so important if you're gonna buy supplements is finding a reputable company because there are options out there, and you don't want to be one of those eight and ten. You want to be the the two and ten. and that's the, that's what we work with with your practice. We're a part of that two and ten where we we have what we say we do on that uh, label. So
1: what is the difference between putting something over the counter and and being like your company is that's a medical grade pharmaceutical company?
2: When you When you think medical grade, a lot of times people think of dosing of how much is in it. I go back to my previous comments of of making a cheaper product. You can put 100 milligrams of EPA and DHA in a capsule and call it fish oil. And on the front of the label, they say we have 1,000 milligrams of fish oil. But when you look at the the active ingredient, which would be EPA and DHA, there may be 200 milligrams, or it's in a a proprietary blend that we don't even know. Um, Whereas our company, we're gonna come out and tell you 820 milligrams per capsule. So you're pretty close to therapeutic dosing with one capsule. So it's, it's it, a lot of it to do when you hear medical grade is not just quality, but how much? Are we hitting the therapeutic dosing to create change in the body? Because if we're not, the old cliche that we hear from a lot of doctors who are very against supplements is all oh, what's expensive urine. And I love talking to these doctors because I say, I agree with you. And they look at me, I'm like, yes, if you're buying junk, If you're buying just the cheapest thing out there, and I hope that's not offensive, but if you're just buying a multivitamin for $2, it is expensive urine. Uh, But when you buy a clinical grade type supplement and you take it, you should feel a difference. You should see changes in lab work because if not, then, then yeah, I agree with them. But often with these types of doctors, I'll challenge them with the Don Johnson challenge. And look, here are three supplements that I recommend. Take them for a month and let's see how you feel. And they're always surprised. Like, hey, you were right. I took this. Yeah. You told me nothing. Just take yeah. these things. Just and take. See what don't you change eat. your diet. Don't change your sleep up ap- Just take these things. Hey, if it's placebo, great. It's not placebo, but if it's great, hey, you know what? We just changed something, and that's. I think we can learn more uh, in traditional medicine. I've got a good friend of mine from high school. Uh, we joke often. He's very mainstream. He goes, "Well, all, it's all placebo." I said, "Good, get better at placebo because we're taking the patients that you turn away and you leave hopeless and helpless. They show up at our clinics and we get them better. So if it's placebo, I'll take the credit for that. Yeah. But it's more than just placebo. There's lots of studies out there if you look."
1: What do you think about? Um, you know, I I think I get a delivery um, a brown box on my door almost every day. Like. I think I go to that app, this app on my phone, shop online, it ends up at my doorstep every day. But I don't order everything from uh online shopping. Um I will order books all order. I recently ordered my Halloween costume. Uh but I never order things that can be counterfeited.
2: I agree when you look at skincare products. Yeah lotions soaps liquids shampoos and yes of course supplements i those things i want to buy local from a a company that i trust Uh, and there's a lot of counterfeiting
1: how easy it is to counterfeit a supplement
2: i mean it's been a huge issue and amazon's tried to kind of curtail that but the industry's so big it's i think it's really hard for them to do so but you know people will take a supplement they think is from brand ABC and they open it up and then they compare it to the other company uh, the same company and, and the color of the capsule is different. And so some of these guys out there have their own labeling companies and they can go and create their bottles and put a label and seal it and you would never know the difference. I mean it
1: could be filled with sugar, it could be filled with flour, could you It could be don't just know.
2: it could be full of flour and you would it's then that would be a placebo pill so yeah. that, there's your placebo effect but um it, it's so easy to do uh and it's just it's a huge industry. There are so many players in this marketplace. So, again, yeah. buying from a trusted source and a trusted company is is very important. Yeah. We, all, we all go to IKEA, right? IKEA is great. Uh, you can buy a lot of things at IKEA. I wouldn't buy a recliner at IKEA, right? <laughs> I, but maybe a side table I'm not going to stand on. It's just an accessory. It's a great place. So, again, we're looking at options. We're looking at being smart with our money and where we're going to spend it. If you're going to use supplements, just make sure you feel good about the company. Do some research. Call them. Ask them the hard questions. And if they won't answer, hang up. Call the next one.
1: Right. But if your doctor doesn't dispense supplements, where we could just explain to people where else people can get them. I know our practice actually has an online store. A lot of physician offices have an online store. Um does orthomolecular, can patients order directly from orthomolecular?
2: They cannot. So we work directly with doctors. Okay. And the reason we do that for a lot of reasons, the reason I talk a lot about it is is I'm not a big fan of patients self-diagnosing and self-treating. Yeah. Me neither. Dr. Google, right? Let me just Google, tell you one right? example of this is- a, You probably have some great stories. I
1: had stories. a patient who I- said she had some adrenal dysfunction. And I recommended as as part of her course to take a real low dose DHEA. And I recommended she take five milligrams. And she came back a couple months later complaining of unwanted hair. And I was like, what are you taking? And, you know, we did this whole workup and I found out that You know, she took my recommendation of DHEA and then went and just bought it on her own and was taking a hundred milligrams of DHEA.
2: Wow. So that's exactly why I don't believe in self-diagnosing and self-treating. This is natural medicine. But what patients need to understand understand is it's still medication. And in my opinion, if you're going to be taking several things and you're Googling... Dr. Google is great. He has some unbelievable ideas, and it's mind-blowing. But he also, or she, maybe Dr. Google's a she, we don't know, right? <laughs> don't want to be you know, biased here. But Dr. Google could be, is way wrong sometimes. And then you're going, then buying a supplement from an untrusted source, and it's just a bad combination. So, again, I'm a, I think it's very important if you're going to be – in the world of supplements and you want more of a natural approach finding a quality practitioner in your area wherever you live do your research and finding a good practitioner like a dr brenner who knows what they're doing they've been trained they've done the research they've done the the studying um to make those recommendations because if not you you could have someone wanted here or
1: yeah or maybe you're taking something you don't even need to take correct
2: correct i've I'll ask sometimes how many supplements people take, and I get answers from all over the board from 2 to 20 to 30 to 40. And and so, you know, sometimes less is more. Um, You cannot supplement away a bad diet. Oh, I love that you said that. Supplement away unhealthy lifestyles. Yes, there are options sometimes with statin therapy and even metformin, but if you're not going to make the dietary changes, if you're not going to pass up the extra glasses of, you know, on the weekends and, Drive-throughs and parties, and it's such. If you're not going to modify that, you then your option is going to be more of the types of medications that people don't always enjoy. So, the lifestyle component cannot be undersold or underappreciated. It's very, very important.
1: I agree. Yeah, I think that's really important. Is you know we'll talk to people about here's some supplements you can take to correct your blood sugar, and um, I've already seen that work. Uh, so quickly in 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 people, but if you're not going to change your diet, then the supplements aren't going to work as well as they as well as they should
2: or it, they'll work, and then you're taking more and more of it, and then it becomes just at that point green medicine and you're not really changing a lifestyle or and uh it's it's not it's not the intent of what we do
1: yeah. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. I hope this helps and uh, helps people guide them on where to get supplements. I'd love to have you back another time. Would love to do it. Maybe just talk about like, well, what are the basics of what people should take? So,
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Healthy Her. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and the web. Go to www.healthyher.com. DrAmyBrenner.com to learn more. This podcast is for general information only and does not constitute as medical advice, the practice of medicine, nursing, or other healthcare services. No patient-physician relationship is formed. The information in the podcast and any references, material, or links